God, thank you for your word, and thank you um, that you are the God of all nations and cultures and tongues and peoples, and that as we gather here as Renew, we are just uh, a taste, uh, an appetizer, a, a, a droplet of the fullness that will be um, in the end as every tribe, tongue, and nation gathers to worship you. And so grow us into a family. Help us to stretch ourselves um, to be able to say, I am yours and you are mine. Um, grow us as a family in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Praise God. So we are continuing in our uh, living in the resurrection, hashtag be renewed. And I'm focusing on the second R of our renews three R's, which is restoration, um, that renew values and participates in God's work of restoration in the world. Um, and that's hashtag be re restored. And uh, my scripture from today is, uh, for today is from Revelation 21, one through five. And I'll read that as soon as I pull it up here. That would be the New Testament. I was so into uh, Jessica's testimony that I didn't pull this up. Oh, here we go. NIV. <clears throat> and of course, increase the text there. <laughs> then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more de death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who has seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, uh, when you see, uh, if you've ever visited a nursery or a kindergarten and there are kids building blocks, sometimes you'll come across that one little boy or one little girl who's been building uh, the blocks, but you can see on their face that they're obviously getting frustrated, right? It's not as it should be. Or maybe a single block keeps falling down, keeps falling down, and they keep putting it back up, but it won't sit or stay in the way that they want it to stay. So they start to get frustrated, and that culminates into an eruption of emotion and energy because there's no words or maybe there's no kind of tools to pacify them, and he or she knocks the whole thing down, right? Just, ah, I'm done. I'm done. And... I really resonate with this childish behavior 
yes. I myself, you know, I'm kind of a perfectionist and OCD. Not when it comes to my own desk or my room, because I'm, I'm pretty messy in that sense, but when it comes to like spots on my t-shirt, if I have a white t-shirt and there's like a stain on it, it drives me nuts. Or have you ever pulled on that thread on a sweater? Like, don't do it, but I have to pull on it because it's there. And I've since learned I should cut it off with a scissor and maybe like cauterize it a little so it stops or maybe you know, use some fingernail polish or something to stop it unraveling. But if you've had a wool sweater and pulled on that thread and it kept going and, and going, or a little hole, like for these pants, for instance, this shows you how much God has grown me in my OCD-ness. These actually, oh, this side, it's gone. No, it's healed. Uh, one of our candlelight services, we had a candlelight and a, a wax fell on there. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? There's a wax spot. So I was like, okay, maybe if I take some uh, cloth and iron it, it'll melt the wax and absorb into the cloth, right? Because I, I read that, I Googled that. It kind of worked, but it was still, you can still see the wax mark. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take a lighter and like, I'm going to kind of heat it up, like not burn it, just heat it up. And then as it's melting, you, I can actually see the wax melting. I'll take some, a paper towel and go, dab it, right? And then suck it up, hopefully. And I did that for a while, but what I, I started to smell something, right? And what happened is it was starting to burn a hole. There you can actually see a hole. And it was driving me crazy, but I really like these pants. I don't have, like, dark black pants that, like, fit, this, fit me in my inseam, right? It's, like, perfect. And... Uh, so I was like, oh, my gosh, so I was trying all these things like, okay, nail polish, so we'll, the hole will quit growing, and then, but then it started to get, it got shiny, like, in this color. I was like, ah, oh, this is like, it's just it's getting worse and worse. It's like, you can see it more. And finally, I resisted the urge, because what I used to do in the past sometimes when a, a whole little hole bothered me or a thread bothered me, I'd be like, perfection is lost, right? My family knows this. I'll say, like, perfection is lost, and I'll just rip the clothing, right? Like, and just be done with it out of here and, like, go get another pair. But because, you know, finances don't allow it, it's like, oh, my gosh. And if you've, like, you know, broken these pants in, like, it's going to take, a, you know, a long time to break them in. Um, so this time, I carefully turned it inside out and, you know, sewed it, right? and try to sew it like perfectly so um, it would come together. So there's no longer a hole, but if you look, you can just see how it's like, you know. <laughs> you guys are probably like, we wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't pointed out, but it's like, I notice it every day. And the urge, right, the impulse is like, just like that child is to knock it down, like destroy it, right? It's imperfect, so let's get rid of it. And can you imagine... If God was a God who when things weren't perfect or things got broken or things didn't go the way that he intended it to go, that he just destroyed it, right? You failed me. You're imperfect. You've sinned. I'm done with you. Get away, right? Or <laughs> But the good news the good news is that we serve, we believe, we worship a God who is 
in the business of restoring broken things, restoring torn things, restoring sick things, and making them new again, right? Notice in this passage, it doesn't say, behold, you know, I'm going to throw away all old things. I'm going to throw away the earth. I'm going to throw away the heaven and replace it with, I don't know, some other name, some other planet. I've got other planets out there in the universe that I'm hedging my bets with, right? He doesn't say that. Behold, I am making all things new. And all throughout Scripture, you'll read of the prophets, right? The prophets that talk about God's plan, God's work of restoration ever since the Garden of Eden when people experienced the fall, people turned away from God and sinned. God has been gracious, right? Case in point, when God commanded Adam and Eve not to eat of the fruit from the tree of knowledge, what does he say is the consequence of that? He says, if you eat of this fruit, you will surely die, right? But what happens when they actually do? Do they actually die? No. He, he rewrites this narrative. He rewrites the story. He, he creates an opportunity for grace and redemption, right? And says, okay, here are the consequences, but, and you're going to be out of the garden, but you know what? I still love you. You know, I still want to be connected to you. I still want to be about, right? I love humanity. I love creation. I don't want to give up on humanity. I don't want to give up on you. Even if you feel like you're lost, you're a loser, you're trash, game over, reset, reset, reset. Even if we're like that with people in our lives, we're done with you. This, cut this relationship. God is about restoration, amen? So the call to us, and I hope as Renew, that we reflect that character in our community and as individuals, that we are about God's work of restoration in the world. Amen? Right? Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of knowledge. And what does it do? They realized that they, were, they didn't have clothing on, and they felt ashamed. For the first time, their, their vulnerability, their nakedness, gave them a sense of shame, right? But God, in his graciousness, right, all of his actions were gracious. He doesn't say, you just got to be naked and be fine with it, okay? Like, get over it. Stop being ashamed. He actually makes them clothing, right? And we need to see those things as acts of gracious love and redemption and restoration from God. He's like, okay, you take a painting, a work of art. Say I had the Mona Lisa right here. Or what's another great work of art? Mona Lisa's kind of... Starry Night. Starry Night, right? That's uh, Van Gogh, right? Um, Starry Night. And it's like, I don't know how many millions or billions of dollars and just, right, precious work of art, one of a kind. And someone just came... Some tourist came 
with paint and other things that just and just mutilated it. We'd be, everyone would be like, no! That sense of loss, perfection is lost, we might as well turn it all up, right? It's done, it's ruined, this masterpiece. How could they? You can't take it back. Oh, let's, let's beat them up. <laughs> like, oh my, oh my, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's ruined. Nothing can bring this back. Nothing can salvage this. And then Van Gogh, out of his tomb, rose up by some miracle magic, some resurrection power, and came and said, wait a second. Happy sunshine. <laughs> and fixed that painting and made it not the same, but something completely new and renewed. It had the same kind of, it had the same essence, it had the same kind of paint on it, it had this, it was using the same medium and materials, but made it, renewed it and restored it. And the value, what would it do to the value, right? I mean, Van Gogh's not gonna come back to life and do it, but in my, in my world, right? If that happened, we would be like, whoa, behold, he has created something new. And that's what God is doing in creation ever since the beginning, even if the forces of darkness, even as Satan is actively at work trying to destroy humanity, trying to destroy creation and the physical universe, trying to uh, put a wedge between relationships, countries and nations are at war, injustices, hurt, people are hurting people left and right. In spite of that, the direction of the tide moves towards the image at the end of scripture, the second to last chapter in the Bible, behold, I am making all things new again. Right? Paul, or Peter reiterates this, is it Paul, Peter? And Acts, Peter, um, when he's saying, remember, right? That God is making things new, as the prophet said in scripture, right? God is making things new. And we are not just waiting here passively, waiting for new heavens and new earth, right? Waiting for heaven. There's a reason that we're here. There's a reason that we are the church living out as God's people participating in this work of restoration. It's like a river, right? There's a destination for this tide and for this river. It's going somewhere, the end point, the ocean beyond, right? But we also are travelers on the river where it's at in the present moment. And that river, those river waters are cleansing, right? Are shaping the banks on the way, right? Rough rocks are 
eroded by the water and made into smooth river stones, shiny, that we put in our gardens, right? Pollutants are settled out and filtered through rocks and vegetation, and the water is made more clean and more pure. The water takes nutrients to the plants on the banks, the trees that grow and are firmly rooted by streams of water. That's the image in Psalm 1. We are like plants, trees firmly planted by streams of water. Right? Fish and other aquatic life forms find security. Right? They find a place to live, a place to, to, uh, to swim. <laughs> they even go upriver and spawn. And it's, it's new life is created in that river, right? The waters of the river, of the living water, is flowing towards ultimate renewal and restoration. But on the way, we are participants of little foretastes, little examples, little testimonies of newness and restoration happening. Amen? Every time we testify, give testimony in church, we hear stories of people like, this is how God restored my life. This is how I've been renewed. There is a force, a power, the Holy Spirit's at work in the world right now to heal, to make new, to refresh. Jesus said it. I am the living water. I am the bread of life. Right? I have water for you that if that springs up to everlasting life, you will never thirst again if you drink this. And the time has come and, and is, it continues to come when spirits will worship in spirit and truth, right? And be quenched by the living water. It's not about where you worship, what language you worship, what geography, but it's about... Right? How you worship, to whom you worship, and your heart, right? That you worship in spirit and truth. And that's what we're doing when we're participating, right? So grab a raft, a life raft, or grab a kayak or inner tube and hop on the river of life. Because God is making all things new. Are you with me, church? Um, when the Holy Spirit, when God's restorative power is at work in communities, in neighborhoods, in churches, in people's lives, um, strange things happen, right? I never would have thought I'd be a uh, preacher of the gospel coming up, right? I was afraid in my school to give um, presentations, oral presentations, right? I, I dropped my speech class in college because they said we had to give three oral presentations, you know, and be, like, uh, evaluated. And I, was, I got so nervous, I started sweating, and I dropped that class the next day, 
uh, here I am. Like, the more people there are, the more confident I feel <laughs> in speaking. It's like, that's God, right? That's God. How about for you? Where are the broken places in your life? Where are the broken relationships in your life? Where you're like, perfection is lost. <laughs> Let's just tear this. Let's rip this thing away. Or that part of my life is just never, it's done. It's never going to happen. Some things, I mean, we got to be realistic. <laughs> it's like, I'm never going to dunk a basketball, right? <laughs> it's like, no matter how much I do legs in the gym, and I've been doing legs and calf raises, like, my hops, are, my hop vertical is not going increasing. It's decreasing, right? Because I'm aging. But behold, believe, in the end, I will dunk. That's what, that's the promise of scripture. That's what God is saying. I don't know what it's going to, it's a mystery to a certain extent, right? But new heavens and new earth, right? That's in the Bible. What does that look like? What does that mean? And I have to think that it means something that Jesus, when he resurrected, he came back to see his disciples. And he was in physical form and he let them touch him. Right? The restoration of the body, the physical body, there's something about that in the resurrection that's important. And as Jesus says, new heaven, new earth, what, is, what does new earth mean at the end of time? Right? I don't think it means, right? I don't think God's intent, intention for his creation, like everything that he created and even humanity is, as some of us may have grown up in the church believing, like, it's just going to burn in hellfire, right? Everything's just going to be consumed. The physical world and physical life is just, and we're going to float away into the ether. Ooh. I think God really does want to restore the, his creation because he created it. He's the great salvager, amen? He's the great restorer, the great master who's made masterpieces. And even when that masterpiece has been desecrated and ruined, he's about making that new again. So don't give up, church. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on people. Don't give up on relationships, and don't give up on doing good in the world for the sake of glory of God and for neighbor. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are making all things new again in your power, and you are inviting us into that process, into your river of life moving towards redemption and restoration new heaven and new earth. Please continue to show us, help us to remember how you've already been doing that in our lives. Give us eyes to see how you're doing that in the lives of people around us and in the systems, in the communities, in um, 
the ethnic communities around us, in, uh, in the governments, in nations, through nations, how you're uh, restoring things. And give us hope and give us tangible ways that we can jump in and participate. In Jesus' name, amen.